house is a house of prayer. So this is part three. And then the reason for the title is just um, simply taken from uh, when Jesus was at the temple and he overthrew the money changers table. And so the one important thing that Jesus wanted to do was to make sure that um, people understood the assignment before he left of what the function of the church was to be. And so we were at discussing the types of prayer. And uh, the, the one we discussed last week was praying in the spirit. And so there's two more that we're going to do. It's going to be intercession and then corporate prayer. Obviously, there are more types of prayer, and I will tell you them really quickly later on, the other types of prayer. I'm sure some of you will add or maybe take away from that list, but um, it's, it's the list that I, if, you, if we think about the types of prayer that we pray, they'll fall into probably more than likely one of those categories. So um, let's, let's get into it, okay? So we're at 707. All right, so let's do intercessory prayer, intercessions. Um, intercessions are basically praying for others or um, praying for people's prayer requests. So the Apostle Paul is a big, a, a really good example from Scripture because Apostle Paul, if you read his letters, did a lot of intercessory prayer. He was either doing intercessory prayer, and he writes them in his letters to the church. Uh, we'll see them um, in almost all the all the all his letters: Ephesians, Philippians, um, his letter to Philemon. He, I mean, you see them everywhere. But um, and and before we get, I, I'm going to go into the example of the one that I picked uh, for tonight. But before we get into that, if you see the types of prayers that he paid when he's praying for intercession, he's praying for the church's spiritual growth. He's praying for individual people. He's praying for the people who ministered side by side with him. And he would make sure that they were blessed when he prayed for them. So let's look at Philippians 1 verses 1 through 6. Philippians 1, 1 through 6. And again, I'm, I'm doing this quickly. It says, Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making request for you all with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from this day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And we see his prayer request here. He's praying that they grow. He's praying that um, they will continue to do the good work. He's praying that they will stay in the grace and in the fellowship of the gospel of Christ. And so... This is basically what intercessory prayer is. And so we need to ask ourselves, um, are we having times of intercession? 
uh, do our prayers include them, right? Um, do we pray for our pastors? Do we pray for those who labor for us in the spirit? You know, there's people that God has placed in our life that, that uh, help us in our spiritual growth. And so these people, we have to remember them um, and pray for them. Um, are we also um, praying that they grow spiritually, um, that, they, that they mature, right? Uh, do we pray for people who help us in our life? Um, are we play, praying for the church? Are we praying for the believers around the world? You know, and um, as I mentioned last week, the reason I p picked the, the, these three was because I believe they'll take us out of our comfort zone, out of our normal um, to push us further. And I believe that that's where more, more of our growth and maturity will come as believers, as well as developing our prayer life. And so as you can see, it really will stretch us, right, when we get into um, prayers of intercession because we're going outside of ourselves and thinking about others. We're thinking about people that in our lives that help us um, grow spiritually and to mature. We should pray for these people. First um, Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4 says this about the... the um, about this first timothy chapter 2 verses 1 through 4 says therefore i exhort first of all that supplications prayers intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men for kings and all who are in authority it doesn't exclude good ones bad ones ones you agree with ones you disagree with uh, ones you voted for ones you didn't vote for it says all and it's, and then all men and it tells us why that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence for this is good and acceptable in the sight of god our savior who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth one thing that i want to point out that when we start praying for others and for people um, it will also change us, yes, because our perspective will change. The more we pray for a, a situation, a president, um, our perspective will change. And so we've, we're bringing our prayer requests to the Lord, so there really is no more to say. So I believe that that is why it says there that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness, because I believe that it will create that within us because we are interceding and we're gaining more from it amen i hope that makes sense okay um and then of course it also says like i said earlier to pay for those who are in authority um if students should pray for their teachers whether they like them or not our bosses police officers um, governing bodies, those that make laws and judicial decisions. When things flash before us on the news, things that we don't like, they're voting on something. Um, I think it should provoke us to pray and to ask God that the right decisions will be made for our country. Amen. I think that they're very important. Right now, I think there's, there's a few things on the table that definitely uh, require prayer. Okay. The next one in the last few minutes that we have is corporate prayer. Corporate prayer. 
Now, corporate prayer is praying as a body of believers. And I think this is one of the most powerful ways to pray um, when a body of believers just begins to pray together. And we see this a lot in the book of Acts. And um, every single time you see a body of believers in the book of Acts, something wonderful happens. Whenever there's a gathering of the believers, something miraculous happens. And so um, one of them, real quick, um, yeah. So one of them was the day of Pentecost, right? When all the believers gathered in the upper room and then what happened, right? Uh, Acts 2, 1 through 4. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then, then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. There's something just great when people come together. It builds unity and it creates an atmosphere for miracles and power because God is present. And the reason that that happens is because we're coming together for a common purpose, a common goal. We have something um, that is unifying us and we're praying on it. Amen. Um Matthew 18, 19 says, And again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Um, there's another, um, there's, I'm just looking at the time, I'm sorry. There is another point that I wanted to bring out here. And even though the people weren't necessarily praying, it tells us something about God's people gathering together for a common a common goal, right? When uh, the people of God, when I shouldn't say, well, when the people gathered together, um, they in Genesis, right? This is in Genesis eleven. People came together. And they wanted to build a tower because they wanted to reach the heavens. And it actually was working because they all came to an agreement. And, but God didn't allow it. But I believe that if God had allowed them, they would have built it. Because otherwise God wouldn't have been concerned. Genesis eleven six 6 says, The Lord said, Indeed, the people are one. And they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Now, if we bring this into our prayer, into corporate prayer, and we're coming together as one, agreeing on topics, agreeing that these things will be done, can you imagine the impact in the spiritual realm and this is why i'm bringing this out because it says something about us coming together there's power in that and more so when we are praying amen
Um, the other example that I have, and then we're closing on this one, was um, when the believers gathered to pray for Peter. Peter had been held captive, and they were worried, they were concerned for Peter's life. And so the believers gathered together, and they were praying. They were praying. And Peter was delivered by a great miracle, because... His shack, an angel appeared, his shackles were broken, he was set free, and he showed up at their doorstep where they were praying. So we we, it's, there's definitely something there when it comes to corporate prayer. Corporate prayer is powerful and brings unity upon believers, causing things to change. Amen? Things happen when believers come together to pray amen okay so that is gonna end um though the types of prayer the rest of the list is supplication that is to uh entreat god uh to plead with god thanksgiving and worship prayers of repentance or confession the same thing uh, healing or um, the miraculous deliverance prayers, they're all in the one category. The other category, scripture praying. Okay, we didn't get to have, go into that, but there's also scripture praying. And then adoration or of blessing. Amen. So that concludes uh, the types of prayer. I know we don't have time for questions this evening, but if you guys do have questions, um, you can definitely ask them and I will answer them either later or um, for next week or, or something like that. Or you can ask Pastor, you know, uh, Steve, if, if you have any questions after that. Amen. So let's get into the next. We have 40 minutes left. Um, we're we're going to get into the prayer uh, for this for this evening. And like I said, because we're praying corporately, I believe that God, it's just something, something is happening. Something is happening. And um, we're expecting God to do some great things um, in our lives as a body of believers. So let's just keep at it uh, uh, throughout this year and to build that habit. Amen. Let's bring that into our tonight's prayer as well. Okay, so on the screen, you guys see the topic for this evening. Our, our scripture was from Titus chapter 2, verse 11 through 12.